inshallah we'll continue from here part one the ramadan of shaykh al-hadith maulana muhammad zakariya rahimahullah the month of ramadan held a very special place in the life of my shaykh shaykh al-hadith muhammad zakariya rahimahullah throughout the year he taught and researched hadith instructed students on the path of suluk authored books and propagated deen that is until Ramadan came. Once Ramadan was in, he devoted all his time to worship and remembrance of Allah only. The great thinker of Islam, Mawlana Abul Hassan Ali al Nadawi, devoted a chapter in his book, the biography of Shaykh al Hadith, entitled The Importance of Ramadan and the Devotion of Ramadan in Shaykh al Hadith's Life. I am reproducing the whole chapter below for the benefit of the reader. Ramadan is many lofty things. The commemoration and anniversary of the Holy Quran, a month of profuse blessings and bountiful rahmah, a season of devotions and worship, and a celebration of the spirituality, ruhaniya of Islam. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu narrates, in the month of Ramadan, the Blessed Prophet ﷺ outdid a strong gale in good deeds and worship. And Aisha radiallahu anha says, When the last ten days of Ramadan came in, the Blessed Prophet Muhammad ﷺ stayed awake the whole night. SubhanAllah. Of all the months, this month is the most blessed to the lovers of Allah. They counted the days of the year in anticipation of this long-awaited month. And the flame that flickered in their hearts only died out once Ramadan had come in. None note that these lovers we speak of are not shuyukh from a bygone era, but our elders from the most recent times, of whom it is said that their love for this month was so great that they anticipated the coming of the next Ramadan once the moon of the current Ramadan was sighted. SubhanAllah. So this is, you know, SubhanAllah, I think a very important thing for us to think about. I think the reason uh, I chose this book to talk about one of our mashaykh who lived in a recent era, not so long ago, right? And in fact, I even got to meet his, uh, his grandson who passed away, rahimahullah. So it's important for us to think about that sometimes we think that these things about in the month of Ramadan, going to the masjid and staying awake the whole night like the Prophet ﷺ did and waiting for the month of Ramadan the whole year. These used to happen in the time of Sahaba, long, long time ago, 1400 years ago, like how we hear a story once upon a time. <laughs> so this is not once upon a time, right? The reason I chose this book is because we were talking about people who lived less than 50 years ago, right? So it is something that is doable. Right? So it's important to look at our peers and our contemporaries so that we know that it is something that I can do. Right? So this love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not just in the time of 
Rasulullah sallallahu and sahaba and tabi'oon, it continued in the ummah, right? And it should continue in the ummah. MashaAllah, it's a blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we still see the reflection of that and the manifestation of that even in our society, right? In the 21st century, in America, we still see that. Alhamdulillah, we should thank Allah. But because we see some of it, should not become complacent. Alhamdulillah, first 10 days of Ramadan, the masjid is full, Alhamdulillah. After that, chutti, no problem. It should not be like that, right? Should rather be the beginning of Ramadan is just to get you in the mood, right? And then the ending of the Ramadan is when you are in full swing, right? The Prophet ﷺ was in full swing as Aisha Radullah said what? In the last nights of Ramadan, the Prophet ﷺ would not even sleep. Not just that, in other hadiths, the Prophet's habit was that he, he would press Qiyamul Layl by himself. Right? And he would not wake up his wives. He would let them make the choice of waking up. Right? But in Ramadan, the Prophet, especially in the last 10 days, would not just wake up himself, he would make sure that he would wake his wives up too. Right? He would wake them up too and he will encourage them to do ibadah. Right? Push them a little bit to do ibadah. More than other days. Because the barakah that comes in the month of Ramadan is humongous. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives slaves in the month of Ramadan for no reason at all. Allah wants to forgive. Allah is giving Jannah. The tickets of Jannah are being handed over free. We just need to take it. So they say that a person who cannot gain maghfirah and rahmah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Ramadan, may Allah protect us, that is the most wretched person. And I'll finish with this. The Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith, he was climbing the member, it's a long hadith, and Jibreel ﷺ was making, as they say in Urdu, baddu'a. Dua'un alayhi. Dua against, right? Someone. What was that dua? One of the duas were, may that person be destroyed who got the opportunity, who got the month of Ramadan as an opportunity to get the forgiveness and rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they did not benefit from it. They could not use Ramadan to get themselves forgiven. This is the dua of who? Jibreel alayhi salam. And the Prophet sallallahu said, Ameen. So we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from this, uh, you know, from this uh, ill dua, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who use Ramadan as an opportunity to get the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala insha'Allah. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Jazakallah khayran. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanakullah wa bihamdik nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Subhanahu rabbika rabbil izzati amma usifun wa salamun al-mursaleen. Jazakallah.